says we're recording. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the South Piedmont Community College Public Safety Leadership Development Podcast. And that's a mouthful to say every time. We've, uh, I think we're on episode 10 or 11 here, so I'm happy to be back with you again. My name is Rob Cannon. I'm a battalion chief, now a retired battalion chief, uh, and I'm helping facilitate this program at the community college. And our goal in the program is to develop public safety leaders uh, who can get that mission accomplished and uh, personal development and professional development. And uh, I, I'm glad you all have been joining me and, and welcome back for this episode. And this is a, this may be, I think, one of the most important topics. I think it is the most important topic that we, that we cover. And uh, the topic that we're going to cover today is, is ethics and virtue in leadership uh, for, in the public safety sector. And I have a guest with me on the, on the show today, Mr. Frank Schwartz. And uh, I'm looking at him over the Zoom, so hopefully our technology works well here as we lay this down and get it ready to send out to you. I'm, I'm going to let Frank introduce himself, himself in uh, one second to you, but I'll say this. This is a topic that uh, uh, Frank runs his own leadership development company uh, focusing on virtue and character in leaders, and this is something that he felt very viscerally. So, Frank, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks for helping out with this program. Set this up for us. You know, I, you've, uh, you're doing this uh, as a consulting business now. You felt it very viscerally. What led you here today? Well, I appreciate that, Rob. So, uh, like, uh, like Rob mentioned, I'm, uh, um, my name is Frank Schwartz. I, uh, I, I started this, this leadership journey, I guess, um, partially just because I, I, I knew I wanted, you know, like a lot of people, you want things to get better in the world. Right. Uh, and I thought I was working on the right end of the problem. Uh, cause I had started a, a communications, uh, business, you know, doing uh, corporate communications and things like that. And I thought this will really help people. This will help, you know, leaders, you know, communicate better and teams communicate better. And it's going to be great. And, uh, and over time I realized, you know, uh, I think that's the wrong end of the problem, you know, cause a lot of things they want to communicate could have been solved if we had fixed the leadership problem, you know, way back here kind of thing. Uh, and so that's kind of what led me in there. And, and, uh, and, and many of you who are in the class may know that, uh, both, both, uh, Rob and I belong to a group called F3. Uh, and that really kind of is what flipped the, the script for me and, and kind of got me thinking about leadership because it's a, a leadership group uh, that pretends like it's a workout group. <laughs> and, uh, and so just kind of through the associations there and, and started developing some of this mindset. Um, I, again, I, I, I've kind of came to this conclusion, this realization that the thing that bothers me the most, the thing that gets me the most fired up uh, about leadership is when usually men, but people in general, um, abuse the power that they've been given and they use it in, inappropriately. Um, and it happens all the time. I mean, we see it all the time in our world right now, you know, men who sit in positions of power, um, whether they're actually sitting in a leadership position or not, they sit in a position of power and then they, they proceed to immediately, uh, misuse that power. And I thought, you know what, if we can teach men and, and women, you know, as well, but if we can teach leaders to understand that what they have is a, a stewardship, and that they have a, a, a duty to be ethical and they have a duty to be virtuous, like then I think that we might have a shot at changing this next generation um, uh, of leaders to, you know, to, to be more um, along those lines and then be able to lead better. And I couldn't agree more. And what's interesting about this topic, I mean, this topic is thousands of years old. You know, this is not something new we've been dealing with and yet we, we struggle with it. And I don't feel like we, you know, we, we do have, youth groups who focus on this stuff, but it seems like after you're about, I don't know, 16 years old, after you fall out of scouts or whatever sort of youth group you're in, 
you know, it sort of falls by the wayside. And I don't know what you see, but here's what I think I see is good people making really, really bad choices. And I feel like they're not prepared for the positions of power. When you get power, right? What's the old saying? Power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolute. So I feel like people can get into positions of power. And I've seen this, many of us have probably seen this in our workplaces where people, we're we're human beings and we are uh, vulnerable to temptations of all types. So we have to shore ourselves up uh, where do you think this comes from? This, you know, this, uh, I don't know. Do you, do you think it's bad people bullying their way to the top or do you think it's good people who have gotten to a position of power and then they, they succumb or is it a combination? Yeah, there may be a combination. I mean, I suppose there are some guys uh, or gals who sit around going, I can't wait to get in this position of power so that I can turn around and, you know, just abuse everyone. I, I, I suppose those people exist. I don't, I don't know of any. Uh, I think the vast, vast, vast majority uh, of people say, I want to do good things and I want to, to lead well. I want to, you know, help other people. And the problem is, is that partially uh, our system is designed uh, to reward what I would call ethical drift, right? <laughs> you know, is, and, and it's kind of like a, uh, like a, a railroad, uh, if you will, right? Like back here in the rail yard, the, the switch only has to move, but this much. You know, and then over time, you know, your luggage is in St. Louis when you're, you know, your your body is in Albuquerque or whatever, right? I mean, it's it's not hard to to do over time, and unless you're constantly course correcting and you have some sort of, uh, we would refer to them as guardrails, right, to to help keep you in line, um, then then you just end up there. Um, and the other problem, and and because and I experienced this myself, uh, Rob, is you know I got in a position where I'm you know I'm running a company. You start making a little bit of money and you start thinking to yourself, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of a big deal, you know, and uh, and then you start thinking to yourself, um, you know, I guess it's OK if I act this way a little bit, because who's going to challenge me? You know, and if you if you kind of run unfettered like that, you, you're going to end up in a weird spot. Right. And, and we, we do see this, I think, frequently. Right. We're in the <clears throat> as we as we record this podcast, we're in the, we're in the late uh, battles of a political season and we see. Men and women who are, uh, you know, that their ethical lapses get put on parade for all of us to see. And it's disheartening. I think I think many Americans are disheartened with the with the, the leaders that we have. And, you know, every every ethical lapse that they've had is, is public knowledge, it seems like. Or, you know, and it's uh, we, we wish for more and we wish more for ourselves. So um, that's going to be what our class, uh, oh no, by the way, everyone will be November 11th. It'll be an evening class. Um, and it will be on the zoom again. We're back to the zoom, uh, uh unfortunately, but we will uh, adapt, improvise and overcome. So welcome to the zoom class. We're going to talk about ethics, character building and virtue so that when you find, if you find yourself slipping off this, uh, straight and narrow path, which, uh, is, is, is so tempting that you have some tools and some knowledge, uh, to help you stay on that path. And, I do believe that a sort of a constant uh, stream of correction or of keeping this on the front burner. It's like, it's like prayer, right? If you let it go, you know, you start drifting, but if you pray every day, you stay dialed in, or at least you hope that you do. So um, ethics is uh, we'll just go back to like Plato wrote a whole book about it. Right. I think we're going to hopefully bring yeah. some of that stuff up into class. Yep. We want to take, 
for those of you that, that are going to attend, we're going to talk a little theory, a little foundation, and then hopefully we're going to break into three pretty cool case studies. And unfortunately, I'm old enough and, and of the age where I've been through ethical lapses. I can go back and tell you, um, the commanding officer of my first ship, uh, who was a fantastic leader, very, per, very charismatic sort of fellow, a fellow you'd want to follow, but uh, he got on a bad path and it did not go, it, it ended in Fort Leavenworth for him. That's how bad it, it got. And, you know, if, if, if we're not careful uh, as a leader, you find yourself in these uh, positions where people are, uh, I'll say kowtowing to you, or you, you could be surrounded by yes men. Um, what can we do, Frank? What, what do you, uh, what's your sort of focus? I, I know I've talked to you, but tell people sort of how you approach yeah. it. You, you know, don't give away the farm of what's going to be in the class. Let's right. an overview. No, here's the commercial, right? Um, is uh, the, the truth of the matter is, is you have to have, I just noticed this big shining sun on my face here. Um, the, uh, you, you have to have some sort of uh, structured built-in way to course correct. And for us, uh, we teach that it is through a shared leadership model. Um, and, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more in the class about what that is and, and how you might structure that in your own life so that you can uh, avoid some of the pitfalls. But, um, but that's, that's really what it, what it boils down to. And you really made a really good point, Rob. And that is that uh, keeping yourself on an ethical leadership path requires daily disciplines the same as anything else good in your life. You know, I, I joke a lot that, that life is a lot like laundry. Uh, you're never done with laundry. You're only ever creating laundry or doing laundry. Those are like your two choices when it comes, you know. That's a good, uh, believe me, I got four kids in the house. I, I <laughs> that analogy, it's a treadmill, right? It just comes back. And sometimes yeah. not even, yeah, it's 12 hours later and you've got a pile just as big. You got to re-dig in. And, yeah. you know, what do you think about this? Like, I, it's one thing for an, uh, you know, an ethical lapse, it affects an individual. It, it hurts their psyche, you know, psyche. It hurts them spiritually. It's a wound to them when they betray themselves. But, you know, when you're in a leadership role, you know, you're taking down the ship with you. Uh, you know, you look at a company and we maybe we'll get into this. I don't know if we'll get into this case study, but, but Wells Fargo, local here where we yeah. are. Yeah. You know, some people made some some really bad choices with this mortgage. Uh, I, you know, I don't really quite understand what happened because I'm just a, I'm just a fireman, yeah. but they did some shady stuff. Right. And now when I meet Wells Fargo people, I mean, the people at the lower levels, they are, they're, they're sad. They're defensive about what happened. And these are good people, you know, and, and oh, yeah, yeah. some leaders at the top are, have sort of almost sunk their boat too, you know? Yeah. No. And again, I think it's uh, to your point, it's that it's, it's that drift. You drift a little bit and then you recognize your heart knows when you've drifted and some people go, Oh gosh, I think I've drifted. But if no one's there to help you to kind of recorrect yourself, right. Then you end up inventing in your mind a world that justifies what you've done. Right. And then you kind of proceed a little further over here and you continue to create this world where those decisions are okay. Yeah. And, and, that's, you know, before we end the podcast, I do some, I want to make clear too that when you're studying ethics and virtue, sometimes it's, you know, we've been talking a lot about this choice between good and bad. Sometimes it's between a choice between two, not so like the lesser of two evils. That's a hard yeah. choice. Or um, you have two, like, what's the best good? Like, those are, I think, those are the choices that a leader's going to have to make. Okay, you've got to decide in your budget whether or not you're going to buy a new 
a ladder truck or whether you're going to buy hazmat stuff? Like what, what's the most ethical, you know, <laughs> come into every decision. And one of the case studies I hope, I believe we're going to get into, it's going to be this recent, uh, I think many people are familiar with the aircraft carrier, uh, a few, about a year ago that the crew was, uh, Came, you know, there's COVID cases on the crew, so the commanding officer has to make a decision about how he's going to handle this. Is he going to stay on station and continue his mission, or is he going to come in and try to save the lives of the 19 and 20-year-old kids that he's in charge of? He's in charge of these lives. He's in charge of the mission. And this was early on. Yeah, you know, yeah. We didn't so, know nearly as much as we know right now. Right, right. So, so really had some big gaps in knowledge to try and make this decision with. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine – the, you know, the, you know, why do we study ethics is because there are things called ethical dilemmas. Like, what do I do? I'm a leader. I'm in charge. These choices are difficult. Sometimes it's a choice between, oh, this is the right thing to do, but I'm being tempted to this really alluring bad thing. And sometimes the choices are between two just rough, uh, you know, there's no good answer. Like, there's no good answer. Yeah. Like, when, you, when you're tempted to go take a bribe, well, we know there's a good answer there, but when you're tempted right. to do your mission, or to possibly lose lives. That's, you know, that's, uh, we, we have a friend named Dave Redding and he says mission first and men always. And that yeah. sums up the ethical dilemma that leaders will find themselves in. So um, it's tough. It's tough. Anyway. Well, Hey, I don't know how long we've been, I could talk about this for a long time, but <laughs> this is, this is supposed to be a podcast that just long enough for people to listen to during their commute. So I think we're probably 20 ish, 30 minutes. And I don't know how, how long we're into it. I, can, I, don't, uh, know. I don't know, but it, anyway, I should keep track of this, right? You think I'm I'm, I'm a pro? No, <laughs> I'm an amateur here. But well, Frank, thanks for taking some time uh, today to tee this topic up. Um, for those of you listening, we're going to continue this discussion on November 11th. Uh, it, I think it's going to be super cool. We're going to have a couple case studies. I encourage you right now to go ahead and read up on the USS Teddy Roosevelt and Captain Crozier and the ethical dilemma that he faced with this crisis. I mean, it's all over the media. You can find tons of, and now actually we are, now we can look at it with hindsight a little more, um, which is, which is, you know, tough, right? I mean, you know, we've got to remember these folks, uh, these, these leaders are operating on incomplete and inaccurate information. They have to make tough decisions. Go read up on that, um, that Teddy Roosevelt case study, because I know that's at least one we're going to cover. We'll probably spend 20, 30 minutes covering that during the class. And Frank and I are going to come up with a couple of new ones too. Uh, so yeah. we look forward to seeing you there. Um, with that, sir, Frank, again, thanks for joining me. I'm going to end this recording. We'll post this podcast, so stand by. And we will Thank see you. you all on November 11th. There's a